BFM 89.9. My name's Daryl, and you're tuned in to Barnan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Ahead of the Asian Games in China, due to start end of this month, joining us this week on the program is one of the rising stars of the national contingent. We're talking about 21-year-old swimming ace Steve Q Ho Yen, who over the years have fast become a mainstay in the swimming squad with his record-breaking performances. Notably, he made history by clinching Malaysia's first swimming gold medal at the 2021 SEA Games while also holding a couple of national records under his belt. He's set to make a splash at his maiden Asian Games in China, he's also aiming for his biggest dream to qualify for next year's Paris Olympics. Steve joins us on the program this week and we kickstart the conversation by talking about his time at the recent World Aquatics Championships in Japan. Japan is a great country. It, it has a, a top tier uh, competition held in the whole world. I would say uh, swimming in Japan is kind of the world class. Mm. Uh, the experience is great. Uh, although I didn't did very good in my 400, but I did my season best in my 203, and I did manage to break a national record for 803. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So result wise, no, but the record you managed to get that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a good experience for me to gain more experience at the world's level. Mm. So uh, I really need that, uh, like in terms of coming games, like uh, I went World University game right after the World Champs and then uh, hopefully I will get better in the Asian games. Mm, non-stop tournaments after competitions, after competitions for yeah, you. It and, was tough, it was tough. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and like you mentioned, you know, uh, up next in the horizon is the Asian Games in China. And on this month, I'm sure you're looking forward to it, a major games. Um, tell us a bit about the preparation. Was there any, any particular swimming techniques or strategies you've been working on to improve your performance in, in China coming soon? You know, I uh I just came back from China, uh, Chengdu, not long ago, okay. like I would say three weeks ago. Uh, I've been doing a uh, task sessions for this whole three weeks. Uh, it's a it's a it's a bounce back to the uh, uh form training form, and then get get back to the preparation again. So it's a pretty tough six week for me. So uh, I wish my preparation is going good. Uh, mm. I I I have my training best. Uh, hopefully, I will do well in Asian Games as well. Mm, are you setting any targets or you know expectations for yourself? Any goals? Uh, my goals is always just to improve myself in any single event. So, yeah, I'm not sure what events I'm uh, participating, but mm, yeah, mm, mm. I'll be scratching a little bit. Or I, 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 I have to reschedule my events. Yeah, mm, you're rooting out for you. Um, speaking of big events, yeah. you know. This- Thank you. The SEA Games, especially the one in 2022, you said it's your most memorable tournament yet uh, in your yeah. career. A tournament that seems to be your stronghold. You know, you got the Malaysia's first swimming goal in the 2021 mm-hmm. edition in Vietnam. And also recently, uh, earlier this year in, in Cambodia, you defended your gold medal as well. What is it about you and SEA Games? Uh, I mean, uh, it was an unexpected goal last year. Hmm. Uh, I would say because... Uh, I really wanted to uh, get a goal from 200 back or 400 free, either one of these. Mm, I have mm. never come to expect a 200 free gold medal. Okay. It was just that uh, I was like, oh, I might have a chance, but let's just focus my two main events first. Mm. And, and then I lost both. I was like, ah, that's bad. And <laughs> I was pretty sad. I was depressed. And then I go home. I was like, you know what? I still have one more shot. 
I still have one more shot. So let's just do it. Mm. I don't care about anything. I have nothing left. As I said, I have nothing on me. Mm. I'm just a, I'm just a, a rising star back then. So it's either like hundred or zero. So I'll just go and then I fight it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best place to be, right? Uh, there's no expectations of you. You know, your ceiling is as high as you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, this year was pretty tough. Uh, I mean, it's Cambodia. The weather is hot. Mm. The facility is not the best. Mm. But I did try my best there. Uh, I I didn't expect that uh, the weather is that bad. <laughs> it's like 40 degrees Celsius. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, everyone is being at that uh, circumference, so I, I wouldn't, like, complain or anything. So, yeah, it's a fair and square game. How hard is it to adapt, you know, uh, to different, like you mentioned, different climates, different uh, swimming pool situations, like, you've, you've, um, you, you've competed all around the world, you know, yeah. how, how, how hard is it to adapt? I mean, uh, if it is cold, I wouldn't mind it cold, though. Uh, it's it's not that hard to adapt unless it's like super super hot. Mm. Uh, because uh, as as I said, swimmer like it uh cold pool. Mm. They have a standard temperature for every pool. Okay. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Cambodia did the same. But it's just the weather is so hot that the pool getting hotter as well. I see. So I would say actually every every pool, the the facility is always there. It's just that depends on a person. There might be a fast pool for you or slow pool for you. I see. Either ways, but you have to still go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of going for it, uh, Steve, your favorite event is the 400 freestyle discipline. Yes. Uh, you actually hold a national record for this. Uh, any particular reason why this event? You know, I always think that I'm Asian. Okay. Uh, I'm small. Okay. I'm not that big. I have no height advantage. I have nothing. So uh, I would say that the only thing I can do is a longer distance event. As I say, is uh, Americans, I would say uh, white people are strong. So they, they like it sprinting. I mean, if I'm strong, yeah, I'm strong in Asia, but I'm not strong in the whole world. Mm. So I really want to be shining in the whole world. So I'll be thinking like, uh, one day I want to become a, a distance swimmer, but not too long, like not 1500 or 800. Mm. Uh, and I was like, if I'm able to keep this speed for a longer distance, that would be good. So I, I think 400 is my main and I really wanted to try because I think the is is suitable for for me. Hmm, that's that's very interesting. You know, you you're referencing body types to like different swimming events. I never thought about it that way. So bigger body types the faster you are on short distances? Uh not not really, you know, it's like uh I would say uh swimming is the high advantage is always there. Mm. Uh as you say the 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 longer the body the more distant you go mm. or something. That's some uh like this kind of uh stereotype. So I would say yeah there might be a short short uh short people doing a sprinting events but you know you you lost a little bit of advantage there. i see i see yeah but i would say like uh in the whole world maybe 10 percent of the short people are doing sprinting pretty well but uh i mean i think i couldn't do it so mm. i just mm. i just think that when i was young i just do distant 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 until now mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great that you know you either have two options right grow taller or take the, the yeah, longer yeah. race I mean, I mean i'm 180 but 
out there, I'm like a I'm like a little man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 400 is your playground. Um, bring us through, uh, Steve. Your normal training day. You know, I read that you have intense ten sessions, ten training sessions a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually have uh ten sessions a week. Uh, each session is around two two uh two or two and a half hour. So uh, it includes like swimming and also some uh dry land. Dry land means like uh land exercise, mm, mm. but not gym sessions. Mm. Uh, I would say it was a pretty tough session since I'm doing distance, so I have to swim more than those sprinters. Mm. Yeah, so I have to work a lot more harder. You know, you're currently doing your bachelor's in computer science. Uh, yep. at UCSI yep. if I'm not mistaken yep, yep, yep. and you know you're going to Japan you're going to China and on this month so many other things <sighs> how do you study where do you have time to study you know like uh, it's a three year uh, program yeah. but uh, I'm not gonna finish in three years mm. it might take more than three years maybe uh, six or seven mm. I have to drop uh, subjects every trimester uh, some even I have to uh, make a deferment uh, I have just to just to like able to train and also able to gain something during the computer science uh, I really like computer science since I was uh, form 4 mm. like uh, I was in high school mm. uh, I started learning it I take it for SPN I was like why not just try it in the university mm. so I did continue my uh, that path so I think it's pretty good Mm. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a long road. Like you say, you know, three years yeah, is not going to yeah. be... And, and you know, uh, your your family and stuff like that, they are definitely supportive of you. you know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel like I have a good uh, parents that are supporting me. Also, mm. uh, I have a supportive brother. Mm. Uh, they really support me to go uh, this, this path. Uh, I mean, as an athlete, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, my, my career starts earlier. Uh, I have to be more mature than most of the people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I should do and I should be better and better. Great stuff. Uh, speaking of starting earlier, Steve, you started swimming at the age of seven. You joined the national yeah. team 10 years later at 17 years old. Is there a particular yeah. reason that you got into competitive swimming and did you know that this is something you want to take seriously and competitively even from an early age? Uh, at first, no. When I started learning, I was like, ah, it's just... This swimming is cool. Hobby. I just want to, <laughs> it's yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's like, you get to swim, wow, you get to swim fast. I was like, damn. <laughs> and then I was like, and then at the end, uh, when I was young, I get a lot better. And then I get uh, some medals during uh, MSSM, mm. MSSKL, uh, and some national age group uh, medal. And then when I was like 14, Everyone's starting to reach puberty, you know, like everyone's grow taller, stronger. I'm still a little kid back then, like weight like 40 kg, uh, tall. I have no idea how tall am I, like one under 160. Right. And, you know, I'm just lost everything. Yeah, I lost everything. So I was pretty depressed. I was like, why, why, why this happened to me? Hmm. So I would say uh, I have passed the hard the hard stages in my life. Yep, yep. Right now I've grown taller, I reached puberty and now it's for me to get back to the uh place. And then uh I feel like you know like when I was seventeen I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go national team and get the scholarship and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then 
at the end, I was like, when I was 18, I was like, oh, I didn't know I can swim that great. And I, I just keep going and keep going. Mm, I yeah. mean, 18 isn't exactly too far away or too long ago for you. You just turned 22, if I'm not mistaken. 20, tw- 21, yeah. 21. So, 20. I mean, 18 seems pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, hard times you had to go through, you know, you felt like giving up when you were, you know, in your early teens. Right now, you've been with uh, the national coach, Chris Martin, for a long, long time. But yeah. um, at one point, when you're on the state team, your mom was your coach, your auxiliary coach uh, as well. Um, t- tell us a little bit, you know, uh, about the impact coach has on an athlete like yourself. Uh, I mean, uh, have a coach really got, uh, like, it helps a lot. Mm. Like it's experience. Like my mom, uh, she doesn't have an experience of coaching females, but she's a, she's a, a dancing instructor. Mm. So uh, she knows how to uh, like teach people a little bit, uh, know how to take times. And it's just like all those swimming programs and all those exercises you think of, coaches is just always there for you. Mm. It's like, they know how to get you better mm. and they sit down with you, talk to you. But you know, when I was that age that my mom is my coach, I just couldn't have that kind of uh, uh, discussion or anything. Mm. So I'm just trying to stay there and trying to improve and stay at that point. Mm. Mm. So until I get a coach and I was like, uh, I think I have to do something. Yeah, mm, I understand. It must be pretty bizarre, right, to have your mom and the coach. You know, you're talking about swimming at the pool, but I'm sure at home as well, on the dining table, you're talking about swimming as well. <laughs> swimming yeah, I 24-7. Mean, I, I mean, like, uh, right now it's also the same. Mostly, <laughs> most of my conversation with my mom is swimming. Nice. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't complain because uh, she cares about me. Of course, of course. Uh, mm, yeah. Mm. Mm. When you got into competitive swimming, bring me through your um, first national competitive experience. You know, uh, what what tournament was it? You know, and do you do you remember it well? I I actually remember my first international meet. Mm. Uh, it was uh, Southeast Asia age group. Okay. Uh, I think I was twelve. So I'm not sure what year is that. Is is in Singapore? Uh, I didn't do that great. Uh, I was there and then 1500 free I was deproved like almost one minute mm. and I was crying like crazy mm. I even missed uh, uh, I even missed the event of 50 back I was like I was crying I was so depressed and right, right. You know, it's not a good experience for my first international meet. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, were you in a sense intimidated? You know, you've been swimming, you know, you've done local tournaments in Malaysia and then suddenly to, you know, see uh, swimmers of different cultures, different countries of origin. Was that that sense yeah. of intimidation there? Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, it's, the scene is actually so different. Mm, local mm. is like, oh, you are the best. But when you go to an international meet, it's totally different. Mm, everyone starts. Especially, yeah. Yeah. Especially age group, you know. Since uh people some people when I was there, like I was twelve, yeah. Some people is already one seven one seventy plus. Crazy. I was like <laughs> crazy. I was like one fifty something. I was like, how am I gonna win? Mm, mm, yeah, it's mm. just that my mindset is just being attacked. Yeah, but it's, I, I'm, I'm sure it's something that you've come to, you know, come to terms with number one, but also learn how to get over that those kind of thoughts, right? And, yeah. and speaking of, you know, pre-competition nerves and pressures, uh, do you have any like rituals or routines to help you stay calm and focused before a race? 
you know, I was actually thinking uh, a lot of ways for me to calm down. Mm. Uh, I started reading books, mm. uh, uh, building a Lego, uh, and also like listening to musics. Uh, that will probably calm me down. Building yeah. building Lego before a race. But not before the race. Like, <laughs> that, that was like week before the race. Right, so it's right. like, yeah, it's not like you're going to look at our phones like 24-7. Mm-hmm. So uh, when when going to the meet, the session is going to go less. Mm. Training session is going to go less. And then you have plenty of times to have uh, your rest time. So I was like, you know, just just build something. Yeah. Yeah, it's just imp- buy buy something and just build it. It's important, right, not to think about swimming once in a while. It's good. good. Uh, yeah, it's like you know, uh, there's a saying. It's like uh, it's a glass of water. If you hold it for for right now for fifteen minutes, you won't feel a thing. So and then after for one hour, you feel a little bit sore. Right. Imagine you 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 take it for like whole day. Mm. That will probably like kills you. Mm, so mm. it's think it's the same thing about your thinking. Mm. You have to put it down sometimes, and then take back up again. Yeah, wise words. Um, one big part of swimming, uh, not just swimming, but when I talk to divers as well, is visualization. Right? Um, tell us a little bit about you know how visualization has benefited you when talking about you know the, the mental strength and the mental game. Uh, I would say the mental is actually very, very important. Uh, it's not that uh, it's not only you as a athlete. Mm. It's as a normal, normal person as well. Okay. It's just basically uh, when you go go at, uh to challenge something, you have a you must have a prepared mindset that say you you're gonna fight it, you're gonna uh go for it. You can't say like I'm scared or anything. If you're thinking of uh how to back off, that means you already know you are not going to success. I see. Uh, so, it's always thinking about uh, moving forward mm. sometimes. Mm. It's not about like, yeah. I was, I was probably saying that uh, if you move forward and you fail, it's fine. Sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, you have to fail to be a success person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, after you go down, the only way is up. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. The, 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 the like, it's like a, how do I say life is going up and down mm. there's no stable states or mm. something mm. Um, looking a bit deeper into the sport of swimming competitive swimming at the end of the day it's an individual sport you know even though there's things like you know relays and stuff like that you are swimming in one lane and your body and movement uh, ultimately decides you know whether you become a success whether you win the race or not um what do you do to keep yourself motivated in this individual sport? I know that you um, look research beforehand, right? You look at your opponents, look at their times, but is that really important for you? Uh, I mean, uh, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. Uh, I mean, I like individual events. Uh, why? Because I don't think so. I'm a, I'm a good sports uh, team. team sport player. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but I would say like, because... That's 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 why I like to play individual sport because it's based on you and yourself. You can't blame any other person. Mm. So it's basically you do good or you do bad. Mm. So you can't blame anything. Yep. And for me, it's like the lane. There's actually a lot of strategy in swimming, waves, drags. Uh, that's a lot. But I couldn't state all of it here. I I gotta keep myself yeah, a secret. Keep it yeah, a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would say the opponent sometimes is important and uh, and it is not sometimes. Sometimes you have to just focus on yourself. Sometimes you have to uh, keep 
looking at the opponents. If that person is a lot faster, mm. I would say I have to chase him down. I if that if I have zero percent chance winning, I have to try to break his mental down. Yeah, yeah it's like a mind game, you know. Mm. Mm. I always play a mind game. Actually, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like very, to play my game. Very nice, very nice. Um, speaking of, you know, what's coming up, especially next year, uh, the Paris Olympics, that's your main goal. Um, how near or far are you off from qualifying right now? Uh, I'm actually, like, my PB is 348.72. Uh, it was done last year, uh, World Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the qualification for B cards is 347. Nine. Okay. So it's one second away, and for the A cards is three forty six something. Okay. So uh, it's one and a two seconds away. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And for two hundreds, uh, I think it's both A and B card is one forty six. It's just a milliseconds touch. So it's like one point five seconds away. Okay. So very, you're very, very close. Uh, it, based on the statics, it's very close, but uh, mm. you know, it's one second is pretty far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get into finals and try to see what I can do. Mm. I have no promises. My first age, my first Asian Games. Yeah. Uh, every four, four times a year. So I mean, four times a year. That's very precious. Uh, I hope to do something there and try to bring glory to Malaysia. Mm, we all be rooting for you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you're a part of a new generation of national swimmers. You know, you're 21, you have years and years ahead of you in the sport. But looking ahead, what are your long-term goals both in swimming and also life outside the swimming pool? You know, uh, I always think about uh, Olympics. That's my first goal uh, of starting swimming. Uh, I would like to... Uh, qualify Olympics and represent Malaysia mm. uh, to bring the fame to for, for Malaysia mm. you know and also uh, I would like to bring a better swimming community to the whole Malaysia try to bring the standard higher that's why I swim a lot of events trying to break the national record just to bring up the standards mm. to compare to the uh, Southeast Asian level and also the Asian level mm. for the world level not yet Mm. Well, we hope to see you achieve all those milestones uh, do you have any advice for you know people inspired by your story aspiring athletes and swimmers keep working hard uh, don't slack off as I said uh, there's a slight percent chance for you to improve if you push a lot in training mm. but if you don't push in training in and out of the pool mm. there's zero percent chance for you to like improve unless you are growing Mm. So uh, after you are done your growing phase, it's just if you don't work hard, it's just not there for you. So there's no shortcut. That was Steve Q Ho Yan, who is set to make a splash at his maiden Asian Games in China end of this month. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Bar None. If you'd like to revisit that interview with Steve, you can head over real soon to our website www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And if you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can tweet us. We are at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, the business station.